bros chilling in the hot tub five feet apart because they're not gay two bros two bros five feet apart because they're two bros two bros Hello and welcome to Rewrite Queerbait, the show where we explore the blurry line between homie and homo. I am one of your hosts, Sky. My pronouns are he, she. I am your other host, Devin. My pronouns are he, him. I'm Emery, they, she, he. And today I learned that parents are the real heroes. You know what I learned? What did you learn? I think it's time for big government to step the fuck off of... uh, controlling our citizens oh that's so and true. i think it's time that we let the people who are good and have abilities and are very strong and perf- powerful to do whatever they want because obviously they know what's right for the world mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. and you shouldn't uh rise up with collective action you should instead allow a few individuals to govern your life because that is what is good and right and just you know, if, if you if I think... want to create change, you should simply get a job to create change um, and be employed by one of the richest people in America to um, be a vigilante to, to promote change by being advertising. I think that you if... should allow yourself to be advertised. I think that if my home were being invaded, there should just be like a really convenient number I could call that can make people come to my house and stop the burglars. Yeah, and it should be in my panic room, um, but it should also be in my bedroom, um, away from my panic room, so I have to go to that phone first and dial it. If for some strange reason the people at the other end of the emergency line were known to be banned. discontinued or banned for some reason, I, in moments of crisis, would simply sit by the phone and call both of them repeatedly <laughs> until simply- shot by the burglar, rather than um, heading to my very accessible and handily located safe room. I would simply dial it again and again. I would simply be like, you up? You up? So Bradford's a libertarian. I would simply be like, boobs in my mouth, boobs in my mouth, boobs in my mouth, you're nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, Incredibles 2. Now... It's incredible. Um, maybe, you know, we're kind of going to have to go into this assuming that everyone has seen Incredibles 1. Uh, and this knows what we're talking about. Um... And so I have to just imagine that most of us had this same moment where we sat down in the theater. We're all excited. We're like, oh, my gosh, Incredibles 1 was like 10, 15 years ago. I'm going to sit down in the theater and it's going to it's going to be good. It's going to be great. And if not, you know, it'll at least be entertaining. And then um, this uh, collection of people who worked on the movie all appeared and said, you know, making movies is really hard. Um, so you guys, <laughs> you guys have no idea how hard it is to make an Incredibles movie in between making three Cars movies and two Planes movies. Um, so that's why it took ten years. Anyway, you guys are going to be so so happy you waited. Thank you so much for your patience, you guys. It's going to be so good. Um, and then you sat through Incredibles two, the movie in theaters, and went, oh, huh. Wait. I have questions. I what what was that movie about? Hey, what was the point of all that? I will say Looks great. Entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Has, Looks good. Has fun scenes. For animation? 
is hard. Yeah. <laughs> For all my problems with the movie, like the action scenes are really good. They're like so oh, yeah. much fun. Yeah, it is um, a team that uh, kind of knows what's fun about seeing superheroes do superhero bullshit, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that's fun. It's kind of like this movie is um, the Captain America and Winter Soldier of the uh, Pixar universe, in which uh, it's trying to say something, and what it's just kind of saying is you're like, huh? What was that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? I think what it's really saying is, what if a mom was tough on crime and had a huge dumper? What <laughs> if she had a massive ass, rode a motorcycle in such a way that her massive ass was out for the world, and was tough on crime? Mmm. Mmm. And what if a dad had to stay home and take care of his shitty, ungrateful children. Parents mm-hmm. are the real heroes. I'm saying it again. Parents are the real heroes. I'm saying it. There are two people. There are, well, actually, three people that I respect more than anyone in the universe. Uh-huh. First, the troops. Yes. Mm-hmm. Second, the boys in blue. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the gals in blue. Oh. Mm. Sometimes. Getting a little and PC third. over here, aren't we? <laughs> Okay, okay, (laughs) settle down. Uh, And third, Uh new mothers, Mm. and sometimes some cuck new fathers. That's Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Bit of a cuck move for Mr. Incredible to allow his wife to leave and go on a a tough-on-crime spree, but, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes it's time to give one to the ladies. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes you got um, repeatedly fired for your decades-long career in insurance. Like, repeatedly, you had to, like, move con- like move states and, like, uproot your entire life got fired so bad. Um, so why don't I start trying to do the workforce, honey? No, sweetie, you can't. I will earn money for this family. I will be the breadwinner. I will get that bacon. It's very funny. And by bacon, that if- I mean I will do vigilante justice under a sponsored corporation. <laughs> Thank you. Uh-huh. It's very funny that, at, like, after a decades-long career in the insurance agency, Mr. Incredible still seems to be, like, very pro-insurance. He was really into it when that guy said that his company is insured. Yeah, he was just like, good. That's how the system works. That man threw a man through a wall when he was just like, yeah, we don't actually want to cover people but you know sometimes it's just the individual and the system is never broken yeah but like yeah winston is the boss of this place so you know oh winston oh we could never forget good old winston we would never throw winston through a window we could never forget winton overwatch winston dever should we so i understand should we talk about this fucking movie we're just kind of saying things (laughs) Um, we are talking about the movie. I guess so. Um, yeah, no, so, I mean, yeah, but we could, we could start at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Um, this is, this is a movie that, um, It all started at a track meet where a kid who has super speed, uh, got, uh, third place in the track meet because he could have beaten all the kids anytime, but his parents said, give them something, uh, by just getting in third place and that will, um, allow you to use your abilities, but no, it won't. And also, it means you get to compete in sports. 
um, when there are other sports that don't require super speed that you could have done instead. Anyways, yeah, yeah, your speed so- would have been a boost, but also a detriment because you would have to remember to do other it's things. It's so sad uh, yeah, 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 that yeah, yeah, all of yeah, those yeah. other kids thought they deserved trophies, man. I bet they even hand out participation trophies at that, at that. Those fucking kids They're don't really deserve They're really holding anything. back the one with like true talent. Mm-hmm, but it's mm-hmm. nice that he allows them to score higher than him yeah. um, because he's nice like that. Yeah, it's it's so noble that the one who deserves the trophy is 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 giving it up for the fucking scum all around him. Uh-huh. Yeah, those fucking normies over there. Mediocre. We simply need to allow shit. the people who have extraordinary gifts to finally do what's right and to finally be fair and let them use their extraordinary gifts however the fuck they want it to which ideally would be serving and protecting us but uh we can't really stop them if they choose not to yeah i do think one of okay just because we're talking about it again i do want to say one of my favorite things about this movie is how like it's trying to tell a cop metaphor when there are cops Mm -hmm. like it, it it's like about vigilantes but it's also about cops and it's like okay okay Yeah, it's the fucking like what the Dark Knight, or whatever the fucking shitty comic that was like a libertarian dreamland. Brad, Brad Bird's uh-huh. problem with the cops is that they don't ha- have, you know, it's that yet. they're, you know, yeah, it's that the, you know, there's nothing wrong Unless with the you... job inherently. They're just not good enough at it to do it effectively. If only they had superpowers. If only Boston Dynamics would give them mech suits already. Yeah. Anyways. I, <laughs> yeah, so um so this movie, well, first of all it does start this with movie. Um, it starts with um our favorite guy from the last movie, um Tony Tony, uh Violet's um weird boyfriend who Tony got a weird The only character who got like a glow up in any sense of the word is this kid. Mm-hmm. Um but so it starts out with him and he's talking to Mike Ehrmantraut from um, Breaking Bad. <laughs> and um, and Mike Ehrmantraut is like, hey, what do you know about this kid? And then he's like, well, I was at this track meet and this girl who's kind of cool asked me out. And then I saw her uh, in a superhero outfit. And then I saw her with the mask off. Oh, no, I have discovered her secret identity. And I said, don't you? And, you know, well, he yeah, can, he, you know, he, he, he doesn't can... have a problem with strong women. You know, yeah, no, He's pretty he, he, he kind of stumbling, stumblingly talks about like, you know, how, how he doesn't have a problem with strong women. He's secure in his masculinity. It's just kind of weird that she's like allowed to be a superhero, you know? That's right. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's just like, damn, she she was, she she sure was a superhero there. Um, so we're back, we're with the the Underminer, and as you know, we all remember the movie ending on the cliffhanger of the Underminer. Um, so yeah, the movie kicks right off, um, and we've got big a big mole man, which immediately begs the question. So the whole time that superheroes were like not doing Band? shit yeah were there still super villains yeah yes. man yes if... the implication of this is yes there were it's just like so there the bureaucracy were... just got really good at just like not talking about I... it. there were everyone just has superhero insurance and i guess yeah. if you criminalize superheroes then the only people with superpowers will be the vit criminals the bad guys mm. Much to think about. Almost like that was a path this movie could have taken. Um, 
But no. Would that be good though? It well. <laughs> Would that be good though? It might have been more interesting. I I can't declare whether it would have been good or not. <sighs> Sorry, I I was showing Sky a picture of Secession. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Rest of- in peace to me because the Succession finale was uh, Sunday night, and I'm still it's it's I'm still rotating it. It was a picture of um, the evil dad from Succession, but it's he's a giant. Uh, Ava from Evangelion, and mm-hmm. it's the scene from the end of Evangelion. Yeah. Okay. That's it. That's all the picture was. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that was it. I just, you know, just took the wind out of me for a second. I was like, oh man, damn. Well, since I know this is an audio format, I just wanted to give our listeners a beautiful picture in their mind. Uh, yeah, so anyways, the Underminer's back, and this starts off the, the um, main core uh thing of this movie which is should the children be allowed to fight crime with mom and dad um, this movie posits yes this movie yeah so in, in this particular scene um they keep sticking jack jack with violet and violet's like but i have invisibility and force field powers which and, would be really effective right now and they're like shut up woman and dash is like yeah but i can run away from the baby faster so you know uh, that's funny <laughs> Dash being like a shit, like a piece of shit, yes. is so little brother coded. Love that. Uh huh. Uh huh. You, you know, uh, there, what a little fucker. There's a lot of things that in in this movie that I wouldn't have a problem with if it weren't like clearly like if it didn't like have you know clearly. You, if it wasn't, like, clearly having to have... You trying to have a political message, you know? Like, fucking kids as superheroes, fine. It's like a genre staple. We don't worry about it. But, like, when, like, the parents are having an argument over whether kids should be allowed to be superheroes, and also, like, so much of the rest of this movie is so politically charged, it's like, well, now you're making me think about it, and I think it's a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, now I'm, um... (laughs) That's kind of, uh, the thing about The Incredibles is that it also had a bad political message, Mm -hmm. but the movie was so fun that, uh, you just kind of ignored it completely wholesale. Yeah, um, the movie this was one fun, doesn't dress and the villain was enough. a villain because he was, like, you know, kind of shitty. And he was followed, an incel, yeah. Yeah, he followed Mr. Incredible to, like, a bomb threat, and, like, <laughs> I don't know, like, became a villain. Like, bomb Voyage should have been in this fucking movie. Oh, he should have. What if there was funny Honestly. French man? What if there was a guy who, when he walks in, the accordion sting hits, and he <laughs> has, like, a line where he just goes, ha, 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 ha. In the background, and no yeah. one hears it. Yeah, what if we got to hear Monsieur Incroyable again? <laughs> bon Voyage should be in every movie that exists. Yeah, there should always just be a French mind. There should be, like, a comedy French character. Yeah. Who gets to be comedy French. Mm-hmm. Um, they really... They I'm, really... I'm not going to describe this fight. I'm really not, um... But... They really... Uh, destruction happens through the city and they do shenanigans because this family can't talk. Mm-hmm. They really looked at the Joker and said, we see your funny clown villain. Now, hold on. Just, uh, just, just let me cook here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh-huh. Just let it cook. Just let it cook. It's beautiful. Um, God, okay, so, 
the underminer is, uh, he tunneled under the bank and he's sucking up all the money, which is pretty funny. Um, but there's like a big drill and then a little drill. The little drill can burrow. Like it, ha- like it's, um, drill. It, it's like a bulldozer, but those parts can like dig which is kind of fun. Um, And that's what the mole man uses to like escape the scene after he sucks up all the money. The big one, Mr. and Mrs. Incredible are trying to like stop from crashing into something, but lo and behold, it crashes into something. Um, I believe not the underpass that they were sending it towards, but you know, um, you know, it still causes a lot of damage. They did knock a monorail off the tracks, but, but, but Frozone saved it. Yeah, Frozone showed up as well. Thank you, Frozone. Thank you, Frozone. Uh Uh-huh. So um, I I do love how Frozone seems to be Mr. Incredible's, like, boy toy who comes to, like, cushion the damage with his, like, snowfall. Mm -hmm. That just seems to be true. Um, God, I have to... I did take notes on this, even though, like, it's not going to matter. They do Um, shenanigans. Uh, They nearly hit a bank, and uh, then they get... They were like, they stop it, but then the cops show up and they're like, you fucking idiots. That bank was insured. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then stop um, the criminals. Yeah. As, you, as Frozone's you... fleeing the scene, he gets pulled over by this like rich guy in a limo. And the guy, the guy, not the rich guy, but like he has like a front man and he's like, hey, uh, you want to um, change the laws about superheroes? I see you're fleeing the scene of you you know, your superhero work. Allow me to flex my incredible wealth and power to uh, rewrite the laws in this country. Yeah. Mm-hmm, what mm-hmm, if? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, hold on. Whether that be morally correct or not. Hear me out here. What if we used our considerable wealth and influence to reduce government regulations, and then we would have simply more power to act as we please, which would be a good thing, right? Hey, do you know about Rapture? Hey, Frozone, do you know about Rapture? Have you ever played Bioshock 2? <laughs> have you ever played Bioshock? It's the 50s. Hey. <laughs> I have a great idea for a video game. If hey, hey guys, let's go back in time to 1950 and invent the video game early and Fallout. Let's play Bioshock, Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> let's invite, invent Bioshock Infinite right now. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, so yeah, they're they're at the police, all all the family, and they're like, "Hey, um, you were not only useless in this scenario, you actually made everything way worse because it's more chaotic now." Mm-hmm. Um, so fuck you guys. Yeah, turns um, out, uh, turns out, like trying to fight the man with the big drill and then causing him to like let the drill loose to distract you and make a clean getaway. Uh, it turns out that actually caused a lot more collateral damage, and I'm watching the movie being like, yeah, what the fuck? Why do I agree with these cops? Yeah, um... Th- the, the thing about the movie is a lot of times, <laughs> it kind of has that, um, that problem where the villains or, like, the people you're supposed to think aren't the heroes, um, are a little too correct. Mm-hmm. So, like, they'll say something objectively very right, but then two seconds they'll do something heinous. Mm-hmm. So yeah, then you can the, go, the, the oh, thank God. I, effect. Yeah, you would be like, oh, thank God I don't have to agree with them anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then you can comfortably sit there and be like, the heroes were right. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. but Mr. Incredible was like, well, what should we have done? Should we have just done nothing? And, and, and should we have just done nothing? Should we have let the villain escape, even though he did a bad thing? Uh, Guys. 
Wouldn't you have stopped 9-11? No, mm. you should have just stood there and let it happen. You should have invaded Iraq. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, Intentions are so much important than actions and the consequences of them. I think he's a hero because he acted, not, you know, I think all the fucking collateral damage uh, is, is, is inconsequential. It's, it, it's irrelevant. We don't care. Uh-huh. We don't care. Uh, you know, actually, it's good that uh, the monorail got destroyed. You know, I you know, I just don't really feel transport. right about public transit. <laughs> well, yeah, because like the <laughs> people should the be thing in more is they were... personal vehicles. No, that be... is sports personal freedom. Yeah, exactly. No, because you're kind of right, because they I think they like it was going to crash into like the overpass for the highway. And instead, they got it to crash into the monorail. So they literally <laughs> did crash, like, the public one in favor of the, like, highway that you have to use your personal car on. No, 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 no. The infrastructure this movie it, is crumbling fast. No, it, 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 it destroyed the monorail track, and the monorail, like, would have been destroyed if Frozone hadn't saved it. But, you know, when, uh, when, when it destroyed the overpass, people were able to just stop their cars and thereby, you know, use their own personal responsibility to, uh, to avoid avoid you know uh to avoid disaster so you know maybe Mm -hmm. it actually is better if we're all in cars you know each of us making our own individual choices that's right y'all instead of allowing one uh big wig uh train conductor at the head of the train decide if i live or die what if i just stopped my car yeah if you're in a car you can decide to push on the brakes no one can stop. You can, That's right. Everyone can decide and be responsible drivers and decide to push on the brake at the exact right time, and there will never be a car accident that way. And if somebody just, like, gets out of their car and starts spraying ice all over the track and then just, like, creates a whole ice pack that no one can drive on, I mean, that's their right as an individual, I think. <laughs> I love liberty. Mm-hmm. Ooh, freedom. Um. <laughs> <laughs> We're cracking up over here. We're cracking up. Okay. It's only five minutes into this movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's, um, that's, that's one of our first themes, uh, is, uh, so we, we, is, um, our themes transit. are, is it okay to cr- fight crime with your parents? Um, second is, um, is it better to stand by and do nothing when, um, our infrastructure has, uh, super villain insurance where if a mole digs under your bank and just like takes all the money and then has another drill go into a monorail and uh an overpass it's all that's fine because we, we wouldn't just take keep care letting of them it. get away with this so those are our two themes so far or fucking, our two um our two questions being posed yeah fucking speaking of uh, to this on like a smaller scale like fucking you know, just just as someone who works in the service industry, like, yeah, we expect people to steal shit from the stores. Like, that's factored into the cost of operation. Like, you'd have to be fucking crazy to, like, try and stop someone from stealing. It literally just, like, li- literally a victimless mm-hmm. crime, and y- fucking God. Why would you escalate mm-hmm. that, you piece of shit? Yeah, anytime you see one of those, like, feel good, like, wow, look at this hero stories of, like, oh, someone, like, chasing someone out of a store, like, attacking them when they're, like, you stole from the store. A, half the time that person didn't steal, they're just being racist. Um, B, uh, know that the store does not give a single flying shit what is taken from that store because they are literally, they have just it baked in 
that things are probably just going to get stolen or lost. They don't give a shit. It's good. What they do care about, however, is just getting their employees to do little things for them. Yeah, yeah. No, you aren't actually going to lose your job for um, stopping shoplifting, but they are going to make you think that you might lose your job for not stopping shoplifting. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that's just how the world is. And sometimes they'll just commit wage theft and just take it out of your wages and say, we are allowed to do this even though they're not. That's right. And that's super illegal. So if that ever happens to you, contact a labor attorney because they will get a payday and you will also get a payday. So if your boss ever looks at you and says... If anyone steals from the, the store, it comes out of your paycheck. You will look them in the eye and say, you want to like say that again on recording? <laughs> yeah, pull out your phone. Get that in writing, recorded, all of that shit. Please write this down on my, um, on my employment form, and then I will please take that employment form to no one in particular. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyways, where were we in this movie? Oh, you know. Um, uh, they're in a hotel. It doesn't matter. Yeah, hotel, so, motel, holiday in. They got family depression. So Mike Ehrmantraut takes them to the to the motel and is like, "Hey, I can put you guys up for two weeks, but they closed down the whole like thing, like the the department that let me move you guys around every time you like threw a boss through a window." So which they had for some reason. <laughs> Instead of is added. this just like a cops and domestic violence situation? Anyways, um, oh shit! They shut down the hero union. They sh- <laughs> Yep. So so Hero Mike unions ain't unions. So Mike Erman Trout is retiring and he's like, damn, so here's the thing. Uh, I can't do anything for you other than put you up for two weeks. So, you know, you're going to have to get a job. But like, you know, you've done enough. And then uh, Bob is like, oh, hey, speaking of um, my daughter um, has like a date with this kid. But uh, he saw her without the mask. So you're going to you're going to need to go like erase his memory like men in black style. Um, so remember the, the beginning of the movie? That's that's why that's happening. So bye bye, Toadie Reiniger. Say goodbye to your brain cells. I love how you called him Toadie. <laughs> you know, I'm. <laughs> his name should be Toadie. Toadie Reininger. I miss his first look. He looked so gross and coked up. <laughs> Yeah. He should he should still look like that. It was so funny it's that Violet 50s, had a big crush on him. Like that. Yes, he's like a coked up baseball player. Come on. Anyway, um, ah, oh God, um, they're they're in the motel and they're having motel, another family motel, discussion. And this is, um, uh, this is this is where um. Uh, Bob and Helen start talking about whether or not it's uh, correct to follow unjust laws and whether it's okay to tell your children to follow unjust laws, where the unjust law we're talking about here is um, whether should vigilante superheroism do... is okay. But, you know. Should I get to be on a neighborhood uh, crime watch and should I be allowed to shoot someone if they uh, are presenting me suspicious activity in my neighborhood? That's right. Is the law saying I'm not allowed to do that unjust? You know, I just, you know, I, we just had a conversation about how this is a pro-stealing podcast, but also... That's right. Also... That's right. <laughs> also, so, you know, we don't respect all laws, but you know, some of those laws... Some of those laws are kind of important. Yeah, it's one of those where it's, I mean, this is very just centrist season. It's like, yeah, Helen's right that, like, you should use the law to like do other like you know change the laws like we have a system in place whatever i can't you know 
I can't wait to vote next year and, you know, and have all of my opinions correctly represented in all the societal change uh, that I, I want to, to see in the year. world because I voted. Uh-huh, I can't uh-huh, wait to uh-huh. vote next year and then immediately um, comfort myself from the fact that I did that and yeah. not feel gross about it by watching um, Yu-Gi-Oh! Dark Side of Dimensions again. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yearly routine where you, like, swallow the bile in your throat and go vote for the least horrible politicians and, you know. And then I watch the <laughs> Dark Side Dimension and think, what if um, we all got the neural link from Kaiba? <laughs> That's right. It would be so much easier to kill billionaires then. What if we all got the neural link from Kaiba and he immediately um, imported the image of Blue Eyes White Dragon into our brains 24-7? Hell yeah. Damn. That'd be sick as fuck. Um, Gave us like an emotional shock every time we thought we were thinking nice thoughts about Joey. Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Um, so, anyways, they they finish their family discussion, and um, husband and wife go outside so the wife can say, "Hey, um, again, remember, uh, remember that time you got like fired and we had to uproot our lives like five times in the past decade um, because you couldn't like you know you couldn't be like a good husband to this family." And he was like, "I was going through a midlife crisis. I'm sorry." Um, so maybe it's my turn to have like a job, um, instead of, you know, you failing at having another job. And he says, no, I'm gonna, it's my, it's my duty as the husband. Uh, There are roles in a family, a husband and a wife. Uh, Uh, you see, um, remember how Tony Reidinger said he, uh, said he was secure in his masculinity and he's okay with, uh, with women uh being competent? Well, Bob sure the fuck isn't. Well, we look to our children for the future, so, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that um, Violet found, like, a nice feminist boy. What you don't know is that off-screen, Bob, unfortunately, has been listening to Andrew Tate, and he is um, now learning about the roles of the household. Yeah, we can't have him... Petersonian. Yeah, he fucking... <laughs> he learned what beta male is, and now he has to... He has to try, you know... Boy, now, now that he's taken the red pill, he just can't go back. Or can but, he? You know, that's the pl- that's the plot. I, you know, of the that movie. might be the point of the movie. Mm. He took the red pill, but he's like, "Damn, I'm gonna unswallow this pill. <laughs> I'm just gonna cough it back up." I'm gonna be- <laughs> <laughs> I love metaphors. Um, um, so yeah, um, we're only ten minutes in, and this movie is so bad. <laughs> so yeah, here comes Frozone, and Frozone's like, "Hey, um, hi, I'm cool. I'm cool. First of all, second of all." Um, let's go talk to this billionaire. Do you guys want a McMansion? You guys, like, let's go. He wants to talk to all three of us, because we're, like, you know, a thruple. So let's go do that. Um, and... <clears throat> Got a toady in your throat. <coughs> I sure do. A toady Ridinger. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's right there. Um, yeah, so um, this is where we finally like meet for the first time um, Saul Goodman from from um, Breaking Bad, <clears throat> aka Winston Dever. Now, can we talk about the naming convention here for a second? No, because I don't want to. What does Winston Dever mean? Uh, when you win to Dever. Win, Winston. I, I, I like I can't. I understand Dever. that it's like a setup for Evelyn's name to be evil endeavor, but if he's like the red herring character, which win. it kind of felt like, but it, win, 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 
endeavor. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't know what you're. I don't know what you're not seeing here. <laughs> Do you need me to keep saying it? <laughs> Do you understand? Um, maybe Winston. Maybe he was just. You know. Maybe he wanted the last name to be Trevor, but then he was like, "Oh wait, that's a first name." Oh uh, no! Oh shit! Mm. I gotta change it. What's something that sounds like Trevor? Endeavor, My Hero Academia. That's true. Oh, he was just a big hero, big fan of My Hero Academia. Yeah. He's like, I love Endeavor, my favorite character. He also should get to do what he wants. Yeah. Yeah. If he wants to, uh, if he wants to physically abuse his family, he can do it. Yeah. This is a, this is a tribute character to the, to the, uh, to the abusive dad. He was like, you know, you know what, what with all the PC culture these days, I can't, uh, I can't, uh, I can't make uh, Mr. Incredible like a weird eugenicist who abuses, you know, who beats his wife. But, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll slip that in there. I'll slip a little, um, a little uh, gift from me to you. I mean, it is the family name. The father was Dever something. I don't. Endeavor. Yeah, I don't think I caught his first name. The father's name was Endeavor. Endeavor? His name was N? Yep. Okay. <laughs> So, he's a big My My Hero Academia fan. He just named himself Endeavor. Yeah. Has nothing to do... From the 1950s, but knew about My Hero Academia. Um, Yeah, he looked into the future and took back Bioshock and uh, My Hero Academia. Good for him, good for him. Those were the two media he needed. The only good cultural products. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, So, yeah, Winston's here and he's like, Oh, Mr. Incredible, I love you and I know your theme song. And then Evelyn comes in immediately with, like... I mean, this is queer coding where it's not even, like, uh, queer and, like, uh, wow, he's, like, an over-the-top, like, very out-there villain. This is just, let's make it, let's take a lesbian and... Give her a husband. Make her a villain. Like, that's it. Like... Uh, Yeah, have you ever seen, like, an absolute disaster walk into your life? Oh, I mean, she's incredibly hot. Yeah. Like... You know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, We love it. Yep. Um, so, yeah, she comes in, and she's late, and she's, like, messy and, like, dropping shit, and she's got, like, short, like, messy hair. Winston is, like, immediately kind of dismissive and rude to her. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Like, immediately, he's just kind of like, yeah, 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 shut the fuck up. And so this is where they're they're talking to the supers, and this is where their, their sad, tragic backstory comes out, where Winston is like, my father, Endeavor loved superheroes so much so much that he had two phones installed to two superheroes i don't i didn't remember their names um but he had phones big red phones that were secret but he showed them to everybody and um one time burglars broke into our house because we have a huge fucking mansion and instead of going to the safe room which um, we had which we had um he just like kept C- calling and calling the superheroes to and his big room that was shrined a memorial superhero room with the phone that dials the police and or the superheroes nope just the superheroes just the you superheroes. cannot call the police um and uh i have no other phones in my house so please don't worry about that mr criminals but i do have the one in here um and then he went in there and he kept ringing the phone even though no one was on the goddamn other line yeah 
Yeah, and then Winston. And he knew that, <laughs> wouldn't it? Wouldn't it yep. be so fucked up if 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 you got home invaded, but like they just repealed the Second Amendment, so you didn't have any guns? Oh no, that'd be so fucked would up. Be so Wouldn't fucked it be up. fucked up if they um And you went home... to your gun but then you d- your ammo's in another room and you just can't get to oh, it. No. Guys, I think we're mixing metaphors here. I and think this would shot. be more like if um you uh got home invaded but they had just defunded the police. Oh, oh no. So you went to go dial 911 but they said Sorry, everyone's in their safe space right now. We can't mm. answer the phone. And you kept trying, but then uh, they broke into your room and they shot you dead because you also didn't have a gun. Yeah, it was like on rent when they called 911 and they just got put on hold and the bur- burglars broke in and just like shot him dead. What is a I know, panic room? so fucked up. What is a panic room if not a safe space? Oh, that's why he couldn't go that's in there. He He's like, in. I won't be a safe space cuck. That's right, and what that's is why he was like, what is, is correct when... <laughs> he was like, what is this, a college campus? That's right. You want me to put on a diaper? You want me to put on a diaper right now? Because I will. You mm-hmm. want me to piss in a litter box? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, and this anyway. is where Winston goes, damn, if only superheroes hadn't been forced underground. And Evelyn goes, damn, if only uh, Dad had listened to Mom and gone in the safe house instead of calling, like, a possibly dead but definitely retired guy um um hey so i might have missed this in the movie was the mom's backstory is that after the dead die she got um real sad and dejected and just kind of gave up her will to live she died of a broken heart ah wonderful yeah. wonderful wonderful I yeah do she love died a few happens. months later of sad <laughs> mm, the padme route thank you yes <laughs> oh we love it we love to see she it. didn't get killed in the burglary No, she just died of a broken heart like some kind of cuck woman. She went to the safe house like a smart woman, but then was like, damn, I'm just so sad about my stupid idiot husband who was just making phone calls up until his death. Yep, that's correct. Um, so, anyways, they're like, uh, damn, you guys, so here's the problem, is that, um, you guys have a bad image because everyone just sees the fight after. No one sees it right when you're doing it. So what's the solution? You guys hear about GoPros? Body cameras. Right on your bulletproof vest, yeah. you guys. We're, it's, it, you're just, everyone needs to know exactly what you're doing. You can times. switch them off anytime you damn well feel yeah, like it. Yeah, exactly. Are a, this is all you, baby. Body cameras are a good idea, not because we want accountability for the police, but because we want everyone to see how cool the police <laughs> because are. Because we want to advertise the police. We want to uh, have like a sick show where you can see what the police are doing all the time. And you can see them on a sick foot chase after some sick criminal. Or a motorcycle chase. Oh, or a sick motorcycle chase where they extend their ass um, to do a loop-de-loop around something. Yeah, why aren't more cops simply doing, like, um, TikToks but with their body cams? Just, like, I hate that know. so okay. much. There is, like, a thriving, like, cop TikTok <laughs> oh, culture, fuck. though. These yeah. fuckers no, love I'm to sure post. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they're posting. These fuckers love to post about how hard their job is. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Just so no, I know it. I know it. Boy, this... Um, so, yeah. Um, this movie is just uh, really Evelyn's placing like... landmines for us in every fucking scene. Huh? <laughs> we're an hour in. Oh. Yeah. And we're stepping on every single one of them. We're watching them do it, and we're just like, damn. Mm-hmm. Hope I don't step on that. Yeah. Yeah, this was me in the movie, like, in the movie theater watching every scene. Like, these are gonna... 
these are going to resolve, right? Like these, all these questions. Oh, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they wouldn't do something so crazy as to not resolve them. As to not answer any of the questions they ask. Um, anyways, um, they think the body cameras are really cool. The picture's just incredible. And Evelyn is like, thanks, I designed them. And she and Helen share a longing, tender look. And then um, it's time to um, pick which superhero is going to do it, except we already decided. And it's Elastigirl because she's like, you know, way better at her job than Mr. Incredible. Like so much better. And um, uh, yeah, obviously Bob is pissed. Um, They basically, I think it pretty much cuts from there to them back in the motel room arguing so loudly I don't know if they just recorded this in a garage and like didn't like I or like they just had the echo filter on for like the like house scenes and didn't turn it off for the motel scenes. But they are like shouting in the most echoey space in this motel scene where they're supposed to be talking about something that they're not going to tell mm-hmm. the kids about. Um. <coughs> I bet the neighbors. I, I, but yeah, the basic argument is, wow, Bob mad because um, Helen better. Me. Yeah. You get to be superhero. I'm mad. He is like so visibly mad and fucking spiteful at his wife for being considered more competent than him. I know. Clearly he didn't see that scene in the first Incredibles movies where she was just stretching across the long hallway, um, beating the shit out of people while constantly getting door slammed on her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He should go watch the first Incredibles. He should go sit down and watch the first Incredibles movie, and then maybe he'll feel better. Robert Parr, go watch the first Incredibles movie. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, they base. I mean, you know, they they have the argument. It doesn't really matter. It's basically just that. Um, yeah, it doesn't go anywhere. And the next scene is they are given a house by Winston and De- Winston Dever. Um, thank you, Sol Goodman. He they drive up to it and it's big and it has lots of ways that you can fuck up the house, honestly. Like all of the tiles in the living room will just move. Like they're like doing like water feature stuff. It's very cool. And then they just start like dropping yeah, the, the sofa just like straight the furniture into the water below pla- them. And I'm like, damn, this all is all the furniture has been placed over convenient trapdoors and Yeah. <laughs> And then all the furniture falls into the trapdoors. It just seems like maybe you can leave like one or two places where the furniture is that the floor doesn't move. The thing about this house Mm -hmm. is that, um, you know, he just like built it because he was like, it'd be funny if I built a house with a bunch of random shit Uh that I don't ever want to use. But you also know that he is never intending on visiting here because he also has like 10 other houses. He bought it from... An eccentric billionaire. Oh, this so that is eccentric. not a house that Winston built. This is a house that somebody built and then didn't want. So Winston yeah, bought it, sucks it shit. because it sucks ass. But it has a lot of like secret ways that you can leave because scary. Um. Um. And Elastigirl gets a new suit. She thinks it's too edgy because it has black on it. Um. And she reveals that at one point in her career, she had a motorcycle and mohawk, and Mr. Incredible did not know about this whatsoever somehow, even though superheroes are, like, fairly, you know... Well-known. (laughs) Public-facing. It's a loud train Sorry, there's... Yeah, that might be a plane. 
think that's a train. We are right next to tracks. We are fairly um, close to tracks. Sorry, it's just loud. Anyways, um, uh, so he didn't know this about his wife, which I feel like if I was getting married to a cool motorcycle lady, I feel like she would tell me all the time that she was once a cool motorcycle lady. Yeah. Oh, uh, but like, you, you know, fucking, uh, she fucking, she, she, she looked at him and she's like, no, this is a trad wife guy. I can't reveal my alt origins. That's mm. so true. She looked at her, him and is like, this, this poor man cannot handle anything above basic. That is true. She took one look at that beefcake and was like, you know, I will never tell this man I'm bisexual. It's just not happening. But- he will never see me eat a hot chip. <laughs> I've got to become tread-coded for the sake of our family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this bitch fucks like a bullet train, so I cannot tell him I'm bisexual. I um, can't do it. <laughs> So anyway, she leaves. Um, there's like a car full of gays that are so excited to see Elastigirl. Me too. Um, and then they, uh, she flies. I'm in that car. Yeah, that's right. Um, you're you're, <laughs> you're the guy in the car who was like marrying the Elastigirl, who I do not believe was straight or being <laughs> serious. <laughs> no, if this had come out any later, that guy would have just been in that car saying "mother." <laughs> yeah, mommy, sorry. Um, so um, we're flying to the the. <laughs> The city of New Urbum, um, where where the crime is big. Um, Me too. Yeah, you might as well go where the crime is big, is what Winston says. Um, yeah, and thank then, you, yep. thank you, Saul Goodman. And then and then there's a scene where you know Elastigirl is just like chilling in an alley with her motorcycle, and we never see this fucking alley again. This scene doesn't go anywhere, but you know Brad Bird just like, ooh, he wanted so badly to put in a scene where Elastigirl just beats the ever-loving shit out of a street-level criminal. Uh-huh. She probably did. He probably uh-huh. he was did. probably like right behind her, and she was just like, yeah. I already got that accomplished. Guy Jay walked and she was like, all right, I'm on it. Yeah, I mean, they're literally just listening to the police scanner. Um, Evelyn takes this moment to say, um, hey, hey, girl, I think your family's holding you back. But, you know, just like just like in your superhero thing, you know, like if they weren't there, like it would have been less damage. Haha. It's completely just entirely about that. Um, yeah, you should um, actually leave your leave your husband on board. You should leave your husband and kids for me. I mean, your superhero career. I'm bored. Uh huh. Um, so big. Um, there's a big moment. Um, they're, they're like, oh shit, we should go check that out. It's the um, the train that they're having. Uh, they're demonstrating how cool um, public transit is. Um, uh, it suddenly goes haywire and it's greening down the tracks, which is why you can't trust public transit. It went backwards. It went backwards. It just went backwards. Because it sucks. It's public transit. You can't trust it. Um, but this is the big, expensive, fancy, super go fast public transpo. Like, if, if I may be so bold, it's kind of, it's kind of like what elon musk would do uh Mm. no because elon musk would just make a tunnel where you can fit two cars (laughs) side by side that goes underground in a big circle i don't think you can fit two cars i think it's like (laughs) yeah sorry i think it's just a one by one car tunnel but it has has bisexual lighting down there (laughs) so um (laughs) uh so she has to go stop this um 
this big sexy bullet train from careening down the tracks and killing everybody inside of it. Um, because also when I make a, a train that I'm going to show how it works and demonstrate it, I make sure not to complete the tracks at all. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I make sure that there's a giant section of track that just leads to nowhere, well, nowhere, and does nothing for nobody. Well, How does it get back the to the station if forward. it? Like, yeah, where does it go? Because it can't come back to the station ever again if you go backwards and it doesn't. I don't. The problems with public transit is what we're experiencing right now. This is why we should all have cars. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I hadn't really thought about it that until this moment, but like. <laughs> Oh, you hadn't thought about how there's, like, literally nowhere for this fucking train to go? <laughs> how there's, like, a continuity to trains, and if it goes backwards and falls off, then that means it can't really go forwards and not uh, fall off. Don't think about it you at know, all. When you're playing Sonic the Hedgehog, you can't just tur- go- turn around and go left at the start of the level. Like, you're supposed to go the one direction. They, You know, there's no reason for them to make a game oh, that Oh, but it'd be way. super fucked up if, uh... Dr. Eggman mind-controlled Sonic to turn around and go left at the start of the level. That'd be yeah, so fucked up. the stage. <laughs> he just immediately dies. It's like when you play Roller Coaster Tycoon and you make a, a track where, like, it goes around a big turn and then everybody dies. And it's like, no, you can't do that because then you, you, you can't get the carts back because they're... Yeah, but it's they die in someone else's park. Like, it flies into someone else's <laughs> oh, park, well, so yeah, you do you... get the... You get the good ratings. I mean, you do do that, you know. Yeah. But yeah. Um, <laughs> I just really... The villain of this is a guy called Screenslaver, and I would like to talk about what his ide- his ideology is. Uh, Screenslaver? Um, TV is bad. TV is bad, and also you shouldn't be watching TV because then you see uh, people on the TV that do cool shit, and that makes you a weak cuck. So what you should actually be doing is going outside and chopping wood. I have a special... Um, <laughs> A special feeling in my heart for um, uh, TV media specifically that has the message TV bad mm-hmm. or like focuses <laughs> on that even like as like a thing a villain would say. It's just like, there's like a scene in this where the villain goes like on this whole monologue about how like the more you watch TV, the more complacent you get. The government could steal from you. And like... Like, yeah, sitting here like, watching a movie, like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna turn this fucker right off right <laughs> okay, now. Right? <laughs> I'm gonna turn this bitch pol- off right this instant. This is where the politics of this movie start really twisting themselves into knots because, like, oh, really? Now it's when it does it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, more it's, so it's than usual because, like, <laughs> yeah. slaver is like really making some libertarian arguments of like, oh, we should all be more independent and live our own lives without, like, you know, the 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 fucking TV just like giving us all experiences uh, for us. Like, we shouldn't all be. Mm-hmm to this fucking system and this but but they're kind of like straw man i don't know i don't know i don't know what it is maybe it's like oh this guy's going too far with his uh libertarian arguments he's like making a straw man i don't know but also yeah. it's like very Again, confusing it's... because like the character who is portraying this guy is like less libertarian than her brother I guess she's the one who wanted to wait in the safe space cuck panic room. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Man, I don't know if we can even talk about this until we get to her villain monologue. Uh-huh. Because, you know, it's just it's it's kind of all over the place. 
But yeah, no, her motivations and like where they mix with screen slavers motivations is like she's a tech person that wants people to not trust the tech she makes. Mm -hmm. Like that is like her explicit goal in like it. it, it, (laughs) I don't know. It it very much feels like they're trying to. I mean, again, it is sort of a centrist thing where, like, you know, I truly don't know what her end goal was. I know it was to get heroes perma banned from the server. Yes, but what after that? When your brother's entire company is in ruins because all his technology was used by the main villain, which was you. I don't um, know. I think I, she's. Maybe she wants. She was, like, was she gonna was she gonna sissy hypno the whole world after that? I was, think she's like an anarchist. I mean, okay. I, I guess no. Maybe she was she, about to kill every I, world leader. I guess maybe uh-huh. like the character, you know, the screen slaver character was made like specifically like to make her brother's ideology look bad because she is like politically opposed to her brother to win Dever. Oh, so she's a communist. Maybe. Yeah, I love Shiv and Roman Roy. Um, but no, I mean, yeah, like it just, it feels like the, again, with libertarian centrism, it feels like her thing is evil because she's like an anarchist and an extreme version of some things that might in the wrong, right context be correct, but mm-hmm. she's an extremist about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like where it, it's sort of like the Bob and Helen conversation again, where they are both right because it's a very like centrist point of view where you think like, you know, the truth of every single issue in our entire world lies somewhere in the middle of the two extremes, you know? So I don't think it's necessarily that they disagree with the screen slaver portion of it. I think it's mm-hmm. just like screensaver is meant to be kind of right Mm -hmm. but it's a puppet used by evelyn who is also kind of right but okay but her extreme about it screenslavers stances the tv is being used to make you weak and a little cock for the uh woke government um and that when you see pictures of superheroes on the tv it makes you weak and a woke cock yes um and evelyn's thing is that she's like heroes in society make everyone weak because it makes them not want to grab their own rifles and protect themselves like their god-given fucking right Uh um and then it makes them sit in their little uh not panic room but at their phone that is not connected to the panic room um and call for the hero to save them which i don't so is so do you want people to have the second amendment or do you want them to call the cops i don't know sorry my brain's folding into pretzels right now (laughs) i think you want cops you you should call the cops Mm -hmm. but not superhero cops critically analyzing wait in your panic room until the burglars are over and let's like i don't know I don't know. Critically analyzing this movie is too hard. I want someone to do it for me so I can just sit there and not think for myself. That's true. 
And that's centrism, baby. That's why I'm here. <laughs> again, this again, this is kind of how I feel discussing anything like really, really centrist because it just like I feel like they think like all, everything is kind of right. So you get into it and you're like, but what do they actually think? Because they can't they can't portray an extreme, I guess. Does that make sense? Like I the extremes so. that they try to portray don't actually make any sense because mm-hmm. they're not actually anything close to what a centrist thinks those extremes are. Yeah, I guess so. Anyways. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. Screenslaver's um, here and he's doing shit. Actually, um, Screenslaver didn't do all that much. Just said, like, hey, Elastigirl, welcome back. Hey, Elastigirl, isn't uh, it funny honey. that I made this train go backwards? <laughs> welcome back, sexy. <laughs> Look great on that motorcycle. Look great in that suit I made you. I mean, someone made for you. Um, and bye. Yeah, yeah that's pretty much. Pretty it. much. Um, yeah. So we're we're back with dad. Um, and dad. Oh yeah, that plot. Yeah. So dad is having trouble because um, math is math, and we don't. I don't know how to do new people math anymore. And oh my God, they keep making new math. They keep making new math, and it's sucks and i hate common core and uh violet got stood up by her boyfriend wow wonder why that happened it's mysterious wonder why that happened um, it certainly couldn't be because his memory was erased that would be insane um and then uh jack jack keeps getting out of the crib because he's a baby and i don't know how he's doing that but i'm gonna stack an upside down table and a bunch of books right on top of the crib there um because that's i'm going to, to kill do. my baby I love how they never follow. It's been like, you know, at least enough time for Dash to try out for the track meet um, since the first movie happened. They never followed up with that babysitter who saw him like floating through walls and shit. No, no. I think. I would like no, to point out in the first was, movie, Jack-Jack short... was doing sicko shit. No, I um, think I think that was addressed in like one of the shorts. I think she just got her memory wiped. She got her memory wiped. They never oh, followed up. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Because all she said on the thing was you have a very special baby. I don't get why if you're in a house of superheroes why you wouldn't immediately assume Oh, he has powers and she's getting, like fucked over right now. Yeah, like but, I understand that was like a tense time, but yeah, if I ever like If someone told me my kid was gifted, I would be like, "So what power did he do?" I might, after a couple weeks there, want to follow up with her. Because if he erased her memory, then why did he know to erase her memory? Uh, well, because now she found out that they're in a superhero house. I don't know. But she only knows that because he... So if if Mike Ermintrout, who was not Mike Ermintrout at the time, but if Dicker knew that... Isn't it Decker? No, it is D-I-C-K-E-R in the subtitles. <laughs> Interesting. Right. Um... So, if Dicker knew that he needed to wipe Kari's memory because of, I guess they were in the car, maybe he heard the, like, phone messages and they didn't actually hear the phone messages. I guess that kind of makes sense. But no, he, the mom listened to him. Helen listened to him. I know, but then she didn't think that Jack-Jack, uh-huh. like, had powers. Mm-hmm. But dicker did and mm-hmm. erased kari's memory because of it but never thought to like bring this up mm-hmm. anyway it doesn't matter yeah, it doesn't matter but nobody knows jack jack has powers even though it feels like they all sh- should have seen something by now mm-hmm. um 
Anyway, um, um, Bob falls asleep on the couch. Jack Jack has ra- raccoon shenanigans. Um, yeah, he which meets is a pretty raccoon, cute. And it's pretty fun. Briefly, the raccoon becomes the protagonist of the movie because he is faced with uh just 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 a merciless killing machine just the scariest fucking yeah baby. he is beset by maybe god mm-hmm. yeah and a all baby his who like old testament god up. too this is vengeful god yeah a baby who can shoot laser beams and turn into goo and teleport and catch become fire and literal become flames a and also the devil mm-hmm. can we talk about that baby has the eye control to cross its eyes yeah like on purpose. yeah what the fuck that is like Strong muscle control for a baby. Yeah, that baby is based as fuck. <laughs> based on what? Oh. Um. So, anyways. Um. <clears throat> sorry. What else the fuck happens in this movie? <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Um. But yeah, so he's out there. Uh, Mr. Incredible's like, wow, shit, he has powers because he catches like the end of the raccoon fight, and then. His wife calls him and is like, hey, did everything fall apart? And he's like, no, why Why would it have? Raising children is so easy. Um, and then he gets jealous of his wife who um, had like a really impressive day. Yeah, he gets so that. fucking mad that she had a good day and he had a bad day. I know. I love hating my spouse. It's my favorite pastime as an American. The, I know. The, the plot of this movie is Mr. Incredible learns to... Respect love his women wife. a little. Learns a little. to love his wife enough to allow her to do her own thing. Yeah. Learns to respect his wife. I won't go as far as to say he learns to respect women. But he learns True. to respect his wife. He learns, yeah, his yeah. wife isn't a woman. Just She's a barely. Girl. Just She's a like a baseline amount of respect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, She's mm-hmm. not a woman. She's a troop. So, you yeah. know, that changes the equation a bit. True. Respect her just enough to not feel hatred when she gets a W. <laughs> um. Damn, you didn't post all L's today? Yeah. That's fucked up. Mm-hmm, that's correct. You need to fix that. I have in my notes that Mr. Incredible needs a psychiatrist because honestly, he just, he seems like he needs like a serotonin booster. I don't know. Uh, yeah, he needs something. <laughs> he just seems like maybe he's just a little too tired for, you know... You just, you know, he needs just a little boost. Um, anyway, we're at uh Tony Reidinger and his locker. Who has he has a sticker that I think says Deanna for president. It's under like a like a mirror, so it's hard to tell what the word would actually be. But I was Hillary like, ha- I was like, who is that a sticker for? Like, is he does is this like a, an actual fifties president, or is this like a school election sticker, or? What? But I think it says Deanna. So I don't know Hillary who that is. Hillary Clinton. Maybe it's a President. Wonder Woman reference. I don't know. That would be cool. Oh, is this the timeline where Wonder Woman becomes president? Hmm. Hmm. No one knows that she's a hero. It might have been. That's very true. I mean, that would make more sense. Um, cause yeah, we know he likes, uh, strong women, so maybe true, it is. Maybe true. it's just a, a little, a little thing in there to say, look, he loves female superheroes. He has a Wonder Woman sticker in his locker. Oh my God. He would be like the most, the worst, like fucking reply guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. God, the fucking eye stands with hers. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. So, um, Violet is at his locker and is like, hey, why'd you stand me up? And he's like, hey, do I know you? 
and she's mad. Um, I don't care about this plot. I yeah, don't. it doesn't matter. Um, so I don't at all. We are at <laughs> um, Mrs. Incredible about to do a uh, cool publicity interview because it's all about selling. Um, Evelyn says to stretch a leg and Helen kind of winks at her. So that's cute. Yeah, they're doing stuff. Yeah, they're doing stuff. Um, there's an ambassador and she's like, wow, I love your shiny outfit. And um, Helen's like, awesome. Keep world peace. Um, and then she sits down to do the TV interview and it's interrupted by the screen slaver. And he has like all these monitors up and he does this uh, the, this the, the monitors that hypnotize people. And so he's doing this like big uh, villain speech kind of thing. Um, and he's like, or no, I don't think the villain speech is here. That's in a later one. But yeah, he just like, there. he it's... just is like, hey, I could be kidnapping the ambassador right now. That would be crazy. Um, so then Helen like jumps on a helicopter and like slingshots herself into the other helicopter and does a whole bunch of badass shit and catch it or um, protects the ambassador. Um, and then we're back at the house and I think Bob is eating whole strawberries with a spoon. Um, (laughs) and he mentions that he's had Dicker erase like so many memories in his time, like so many memories. And Byla's like, what the fuck you had Dicker erase me? And then tries to like shred her super suit in the, the garbage disposal. Um, so, you know. Bob's doing great at home. Yeah, she didn't, you know, she didn't see in the first scene where Edna explains how the super suits are indestructible. Yeah, she she wasn't there for and that. Then proceeds yeah, she to didn't watch the first gun- movie. And then proceeds to shoot them with guns and bombs to prove it. She didn't watch the first movie. I know. I keep telling them they need to watch the first movie. It's <laughs> been 15 really years. Should- <laughs> they really should sit down and watch that sometime. I think they'd enjoy it. Um, yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, um... Fun for the so, whole family. Um, <laughs> Helen, hey. Helen's getting driven out to the uh, the Dever building, and there's, like, a bunch of supporters out there, um, and there's, like, a scary girl who turns around with a sign that says, Screen Slaver is still out there. And Mrs. Incredible is like, fuck you, kid. Um, She's like, damn. Damn. It's, it's true. Damn, that's fucked up. And then, Did Evelyn pay this kid? Yeah, probably. Did Evelyn say, I need you to just hold out a sign and it would really piss uh, Mrs. Incredible off? It'll really freak her out. And so Sorry, Elastigirl. Yeah, Elastigirl. So she gets in the building and Winston's like, we're going to go on a boat. And Helen's like, I don't care about the boat. I care about catching the bad guy. And Evelyn's like, well, I have a different thing to distract you. Um, how about you come meet all these superheroes? I have some more keys to jingle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we meet Void, who um, is, like, cool and non-binary and has portal powers. Not confirmed non-binary, but, Thinking you about know, portals. That's that's yeah. yet another queer bait for us, but Brad, she's in there. Yeah, Br- you know, and, you know, she has, like, a whole speech about how cool it is to, like, see, uh, you know superhero representation and brad bird is definitely like the guy who saw that one disney movie where you know where it has the first queer character but also she's like a which one uh you know good question it's the one where she's a cop <laughs> and a cyclops i forget the name oh of that god fucking that movie. fucking <laughs> <laughs> Brad Bird, um, definitely, um... Brad Bird saw the lesbian cop and was like, wow, good representation, good job, the Disney Corporation. This is gonna change so many hearts. 
That's right. Brad Bird uh, read one issue of the X Men, kind of got it a little bit, but also not at all. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Um, he said, and that's why the X Men should all be libertarians. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, so there's cool superheroes here. There'll be a surprise tool to help Evelyn later. What do you think Evelyn's um, thoughts on the Age of Consent is? <sighs> Let's not get into it. <laughs> if okay, if if anything, I do believe Helen is like a rad femme. So it's either like normal eighteen or it's like twenty five because the brain isn't fully developed yet. That's true. What do you think, Winston Devers? <laughs> Evelyn does believe that the brain isn't developed until you're twenty five, even though that's sort of like a misclarif like a it's sort of a not real thing, and it's just easy to remember. Um, but um, sh- uh, Evelyn and Helen have like kind of a flirt scene where uh, she's like, well, I invent things and my brother sells them um, and asks Helen which she thinks is like cooler or better, more important. And Helen's like the believer, or the cynic. And then, um, you know, it is kind of a cute scene, I guess, but it's mostly just like flirting. Um, um sorry Helen is um she says that the cynic in her would say that yeah like selling is everything but you should go out there and make your mark that's the believer and then she's like wait I thought of something um you should help me with it and Evelyn seems to be kind of trying to throw her off track but then is just like haha yeah let's get the guy and then laughs and grabs her wrist um for a second just like a little a a little touch and grab sometimes you got it before you um force her into the sissy hypno stuff yeah sometimes you're like damn I don't think I'm ever actually gonna get to fuck this woman so I'm at least gonna like grab her while she's conscious well you know um so the we're back with the family. Bob is taking Violet to the restaurant where Tony works to embarrass her. Um, there's a line where he says she doesn't normally drip like this because she like spews water out of her nose. And that's all about it's a bad scene. I'm so um, happy for the side plot. It's making me very happy to cut to it every few seconds. Yeah, it's great. Um, so now we're back with Screenslaver. Um, Helen's doing like a remote interview with the same guy as before uh, from a uh, undisclosed secure location. She's just hanging out in the city. Um, and she's trying to track down the Screenslaver while he does this monologue about um, how TV is evil and the more complacent you are by watching too much TV and listening to, to what... Uh, TV tells you um, the government can steal from you or the system. Sorry. I don't know if it's the government or, you know, it's, it's hard to say what the system is. What could it be? What is the system? But it'll steal from you. Um, and then Helen, like, has this, like, a spooky kind of, like, spy scene, but she catches a guy, takes the, uh, his, like, funny mask off, and he's like, whoa, what's, what's going on? And she's like, you're screenslaver, and you're destroying evidence, and then they, like, arrest him, and he kind of seems very confused. That's weird. Um, we have a scene of Mr. Incredible discovering that a rich guy bought his car and he's pushing the remote and trying to get the buttons to go, but then he realizes he's being a bad influence on Dash and puts it down. Um, Jack-Jack has powers. Uh, we take him to Edna. Edna's going to figure it out. Um, this movie's so goddamn long. 
Yeah. Like, it's so long. With things that don't matter. Yeah. None of this. Like, it, again, it's it's got good scenes in it. Each of these individually is kind of more fun than we've been, like, you know. Like, it should have been a series of shorts. Yeah. Hmm. This movie Weird. was... Yeah. This movie was like, wow, we've got all these characters. Better give each and every one of them, like, their own individual side plots. And then mm-hmm. just, like, they're... It really doesn't come together. Like, ostensibly, like, all the kids' little side plots are, like, for fucking Bob's character development, which I'm not invested in. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, it just, none of it matters. Um, it really... It feels so long. It is kind of a long movie, like, in actual runtime, but, like, it has all these setups and stuff and all these things you feel like it's going to answer, and then the middle part is just, like, oh, my God, all these scenes are fine, but, like, what is happening, like, in the movie? Like, what is this in service of? And then you get to the end, and it doesn't answer any of the questions that it set up in the beginning. So, you know, uh, ends up just feeling really drab when you get to the end. But for now, we're in the middle, so I'm just going to kind of... um, speed through some things here but basically Helen is at this party thing and then she leads to kind of like figure things out um is this yeah yeah basically here she starts talking to Evelyn again Evelyn like kind of sees that she's away from the party and brings her a drink and stuff and she starts talking about like well was that guy like really was that really him that's weird oh wait this mask has glasses inside of it what if that's a screen and evelyn just like puts the glasses on helen's face and is like haha got you now bitch um she does that thing that you do to every superhero who's stretchy where you just like freeze them and they're like damn i can't stretch because i'm really cold right now Mm-hmm. yeah yeah it happens I've every time i've never seen that happen before but that is what she does i, I oh. i'm not like a huge superhero like media person i suppose they do it in the uh, fantastic four movie oh okay yeah i haven't seen those and i think it's like the way you're like damn i gotta stop this stretchy hero from stretchy what if i just make him cold yeah i was kind of like does that make sense but you know stretch power as a thing doesn't really make any sense so sure no it makes tons of sense um yeah so uh Evelyn, like, has Helen in the cold room and is doing her, like, evil monologue and is like, my mom wanted to go in the safe room and dad said, no, we should call the the superheroes. And so, uh, <clears throat> like, as and she's like, her point is, we again, we've talked about this already and her point kind of escapes me every time, but it's that, like, the ability to call the superheroes to deal with the problem makes you weak. Yeah. What's not to get? Which again, her other, the other option in that scenario would have been to go hide in a safe room. Yeah. What's not to get. So I don't know if strength versus weakness is really the, uh, the, uh, anyways, it doesn't really matter. That's you probably should have got some cameras for your house, but whatever. That's sort of her motivation. She um, um, is like, yeah, well, I Winston doesn't know about all my cool tech because if he did, he would sell it to the masses and be evil. But I'm 
um, making sure that the masses would never want it. So that's good. And yeah, I'm, she kind of has the opposite of syndrome. Yeah, where syndrome is like, I'm going to sell all my shit to the people, so no one will have want to be super because everyone can do fantastic things. And she's like, I'm not going to. So everyone has to remain average, and then they won't want any superheroes because they're all like, Well, we're happy being average. Yeah, literally just saying we can't do the plot of the first movie again. <laughs> We have to do the opposite of the plot of the first movie. <laughs> Whatever the opposite That'll... of that was. I don't because know. apparently <laughs> this <laughs> other billionaire has the exact same ideology, but it's good this time because he's more nice to Mr. Incredible um, than uh, Syndrome was, who was being nice just so he could be evil well, later. But that's the thing, is Winston doesn't really Winton. even... Winston doesn't even think that everyone should be superheroes. Yeah, he just wants the guys he thinks are cool to be superheroes. He just thinks that superheroes should exist. He's like, they rock. Which I think just makes him a beta cuck. But Yeah, um, subservient to an alpha gamer like myself. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, so, anyway, that's, that's kind of all of that scene i don't even know how to like again i figured we could get to the villain scene and then talk about it more but i think we already have like it (laughs) it doesn't matter because it it goes nowhere the scene doesn't make really any sense at all yeah boy Um, once 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 we like once we get into all the, the 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 politics of the movie there's not a whole lot to talk about after that there's just like action scenes and fight scenes and they're very fun to watch and they're the part of the movies that i enjoyed but i don't have much more to say about them oh there's a part that i can talk about later Uh uh-huh after they defeat the villain there's a part that i can talk about yeah, let's just kind of rush through all this. Basically, you know, it everyone doesn't really gets matter. Sissy node. Yeah, mm-hmm. everyone shows up at the boat because Bob gets called to the boat, and um, they're at the boat. Evelyn hypnos uh, Helen into hypnoing uh, Bob. Into hypnoing Bob. Uh, the hypno uh, super like superheroes show up at like the the group from earlier show up at the house to get the kids and they end up getting Frozone, but the kids show up at the boat anyway on the incredible car. Yeah, and Frozone's now hypnoed as well. Yes. Uh, and then the evil plan is to um, hypno all the ambassadors in the room and then um, steer the boat directly into the city, killing every ambassador, every world leader all at once. Um, and also uh, killing a bunch of people, getting heroes perma banned from the server. Um, it is a really funny scene where uh, uh, Winston is talking. He's like, "Ah, oh, here are the heroes who I love. I'm so glad they could be here." Not once does he go, "Hey, why the guy? Why the fuck do you have those weird glasses on?" What are these weird glasses, y'all? Are why wearing? do you have those weird glasses with a like a hypno pattern on the front of them? What's going on there? Why are you guys wearing those? Why he would you talk to me? Might have even said, "Are those new masks?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why is he not like? Hey, those really look like the same shit Screenslaver was using the other day. Can you take that shit off? It's bad for optics. Mm-hmm. You didn't run this by me. And then Evelyn but was it's fine. just like, no, I just made everyone cool new goggles. Don't you like Digimon protagonists? Oh, that's so fucking true. This guy loves Digimon. That's right. You know Winston <clears throat> never loves Digimon. Um. Anyway, so that goes off without a hitch. They just, they hypnotize the entire room. They uh, beat the shit out of some poor boat captains. Yeah, they like sign the accord that says superheroes are legal. And then Frozone turns to the live camera and goes, we're going to kill you all. And then the camera I love goes murder. <laughs> says basically like superheroes were oppressed and now we're going to get you. 
Um, and then the camera goes dark. Oh, shit. It's like Hunter's Unlucky again. Oh, mm. it really is. Mm. Damn. Really do be like that. Um, so uh, there's a big old boat crash scene. The kids learn that sometimes Violet does have to stay with Jack-Jack with the big force field and babysit him while everyone else does like superhero stuff. Um, so that's her lesson. Um, the, uh, Helen is like, wow, I'm glad you kids showed up to help us fight crime. So that's that question answered. Um, she learns Jack Jack has powers, which is something that I'm like, you didn't know that already, but whatever. Again, um, yeah, I'm kind of like, wait a minute. Then um, Helen has to go fight evil Lynn. Um, yes. In her cool plane. Um, there's a funny scene where uh, she grabs Winston and she's like, you're coming with me, dumbass. And he's like, no, I stand for what's right. And it looks like he's about to jump out of the plane into, like, the water. Into the and, water like, and die. But and then die. he just sort of jumps, like, ten feet off of the, like... Yeah, he, like, <laughs> lands lightly on the ground and is perfectly fine. And I'm just like, oh, so it didn't mean shit. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, so Helen um, gets up on the plane with some help from Void, which was very funny help because she kept, like, just sort of, like, throwing her up on top of the plane and then falling and then throwing her back on top of the plane I wish every time she did that, Evelyn would say, they fly now. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that would have been great. Um, Evelyn um, does, like, makes the plane really high altitude so that... Uh, Helen can't breathe and is like, but then it makes her like silly and flirty. And Evelyn's like, "Oh, you're dying." Yeah, just we have like that's hot. Yeah, we have like fun mommy dom moment. She's like, "Ha ha, you're so high and silly, and you're gonna die." I just Um, kept thinking during this scene that if if this were One Piece, Luffy would simply use his stretchy powers to make his lungs bigger. Oh my god, it would be so good. If this was One Piece, he would just, like, blow on his thumb and make a big fist and punch Evelyn through the window already. Exactly. He would have done that immediately. Uh-huh. God. Maybe I should Luffy watch would Piece. punch a Anyways. lot of characters in this movie, I think. Yeah, well, Luffy wouldn't stand for this shit. Um, can we... We didn't talk about it in this scene. Evelyn is just wearing, like, a sexy um, hypno onesie. Yeah, in this well, entire section. You know. Mm-hmm. Why'd she do that? <laughs> she was like, well, my my thing is hypnotizing people. It's not like the suit can hypnotize people. She just, like, got that commission. She's like, I just need uh, something hot for me. Yeah, Evelyn was like, here, put this on. <laughs> just just for fun. Just while you're hypnotized. It's fine. Just, just wear it. Um, no, I'm talking about Evelyn's outfit. Oh, no, 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 you're right. Her weird squiggle hypno outfit. Um, I love her outfit. She's wearing, like, the tight, like, I don't know. It's a nice one, like. Yeah, I just don't know why she made it. Yeah, I think Brad This Bird... is her villain, like, this is her villain reveal. That's true. I think Brad Bird probably pitched her wearing a Shere Khan fursuit, but, uh, but Disney was like, no, dial it back. <laughs> or what the fuck is the name of the snake? I think Shere Khan was the tiger. Shere Khan was the tiger. What's um, the fucking hypno snake that everyone wants to fuck? <laughs> give me a second. Give me a second. Jungle. Jungle Book. Yeah, there we go. Mm-hmm. I don't want the 2016 film, but that's fine. I just mm. need the name of the snake. We, yeah, you definitely don't want the film oh, for that. Oh, it's just Ka. Ka, gotcha, gotcha. Ka. Yeah, Brad Bird wanted her to wear a Ka for a suit, but you know. Disney was yeah. like, no, actually. You can't have her wrap Evelyn around in her tight coils and then make her look into her eyes and say, now you're my slave. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because that's Evelyn's thing. She can do the wrapping around. 
Wouldn't that be sick? That would be really would cool be if she sick. ever did that. Um, Evelyn does something really funny here where she just fucking shoots... Not Evelyn. Helen does something funny here where she just fucking shoots Evelyn out the window. Yeah, apparently she killing flare. her. She shoots a flare at the window, which, like, pulls her out. And No, she doesn't shoot it at the window. She shoots it at her oxygen tank, causing it to explode and launching Evelyn out oh, the window. I thought it was at the window and she just got pulled out. No, was, that's like, why I was like, that's more fucked up. She was going to kill her. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the window was just an unintended side effect. She was aiming to kill. Yeah, well, you know. I don't know. I don't know. You know, when has anything ever bad happened when uh, when fires come into contact with compressed oxygen? <laughs> Literally never. Nothing has ever happened. Shout out over the weekend when I was at work and I um, went back near the uh, room where we keep our oxygen mm-hmm. um, and I smelled a burning smell and I couldn't find where and our light that was in the back suddenly stopped working. And we're like, damn, there's probably something burning in the electricity, and it's only in the room where the oxygen is, so oh, we probably Jesus. need to leave right now. Oh, boy. Hmm. And then we called the fire department, and the fire department walked back there and was like, just smells like wet dog to me. And we're just like, <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it fucking doesn't. Mm-hmm. We're no- <laughs> near the wet dog smell all the time, I'm telling you. There is a burn smell on top of the wet dog smell. We're like, no, it fucking doesn't. Look better. <laughs> Try harder. Do better. Um, okay, so anyway, um, Helen does save her. She, like, does the parachute thing, and then Void gets them back on the ship. Um, they barely manage to not do too much damage when the boat crashes into the shore. Yeah, which, probably just, uh, crushes a few civilians under ice and snow. It's yeah, fine. again, mostly Frozone, like, was, like, trying to freeze the boat's path and, like, slow it down and really just, like, they kind of turned it, but really just, Yeah, they did like, some rudder shenanigans that I don't give a shit about. Yeah, they did rudder shenanigans, but instead of, like, turning the boat, it just sort of made it crash sideways. Oh, it made a sick drip. It did the Akira slide! It did. Oh, what if the boat did right Akira the slide? Floor, they right Akira the slide the hydrofoil. Oh, what if Boat did a Kira slide? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, when, never mind. This movie's good. This movie's good again. Yep. So that's kind of the end. We go to a scene where Evelyn. Oh, are we going to do the best scene? Yeah, Evelyn's getting arrested. And, and uh... um, she's like, just by the way, just because you saved me doesn't mean you're right. And uh, Helen claps back with, well, it means you're alive. And. Um, She's like... It's she's, great, clapback. And then Violet goes, I'm sad that she's rich and probably isn't going to get off with she's just like, a slap on the wrist. She's like, well, you'll go to jail for years. And then Winston's like, oh, well, we'll see. And then Violet is immediately like, yeah, she's rich, so she'll probably just get a slap on the wrist. And Winston just does the greatest deflect, which is, I like you. Uh-huh. Anyways, come see my McMansion. Mm-hmm. So, don't know what that was about. Apparently, she'll just, like, be back on the streets any, like, day now. Yeah, you know. Uh. I loved the bit where Winston was like, yeah, I, like, Violet looks at the camera and says, eat the rich, and Winston's like, I love you because you said what you're, what we're all thinking. I want to gnaw through this man's legs. Mm -hmm. It's fine. I'm going to play his hamstrings. Yeah, he is. He's just extremely wealthy. He's, he's just one of the boys. Yeah. Not a villain because he didn't know what was going on. Because <laughs> he's dumb as fuck, canonically. That's right. And then um, the a random 
uh, circuit court just makes heroes legal around the fucking world and everyone claps. I fucking hate this movie. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. they signed the accord on the boat. That was them doing it. Only one person signed that fucking accord. No, Only one person did it. I think they got all of them. No, I think they were all doing it, and then at, at, as it was done, Frozone was like, ha-ha, now you're gonna die. Sure. Man, this... You know, before this, I was at least like, I was at least like, well, this movie had some fun parts. Now I'm just kind of exhausted with it. <laughs> it does have its fun parts. Once again, looks beautiful. The action is extremely fun. It's just anytime you try to think about it for more than five seconds, your brain starts to fold into pretzels. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I just think like The Incredibles also, you don't really want to think about it too hard, but this one kept like directly like looking at the camera and asking questions that it was not prepared to answer. Mm-hmm. Like, like in a really big way. Like, it's just like, wow. In the first one, it like asked those questions. But like in the first one, I was prepared to not listen because the movie was really fun. um, And it didn't ask them that loudly. This one's asking them loud. And I'm like, okay, wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. Pause the scene. Mm -hmm. The fuck did you just say? And Mm -hmm. it's like, uh, anyways, moving on. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So, 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 and I do think we talked more about the damn movie than about, honestly, I don't even know if like Evelyn Helen is like a queer bait as like a pair, but Evelyn's definitely queer coded in a mm-hmm. way that feels so like not- a targeted. Yeah. 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 Again. It feels like old school, like Disney villain coding, coding where you're like, oh yeah, they just base this off of whatever gay person they found on the street. Um, but in those ones, it's always so over the top and it's like yeah like camp is gay so like i get it this is so the other end where it's just like this is just a lesbian like she's just a <laughs> random is, lesbian a le- random lesbian they found on the street this and they is were like, just a woman who is this a lesbian is the gay like this is the lesbian like intern who works there who they all tell to shut the fuck up all the time and they were like Wait a minute. <laughs> this is like Hold the on. type of les- this is like the type of lesbian that Brad Bird probably just thinks needs to find the right guy. Oh, yeah, a little bit. It does definitely have like predatory lesbian feel because again, like she d- like straight up just like one of the few interactions that I mean, yeah. Overall, she doesn't have that many interactions with Helen. They are all coded but like one of the early ones is just her going like yeah you know if it was just you like without your family i bet you'd be doing so good at superhero stuff like just you though oh uh, like fuck the rest of your family she, ooh, <laughs> she is trying to undermine the nuclear family ooh. Mm-hmm. she's trying to steal poor helen away from her loving husband who can't stand to be alone with his children for like two days this movie came out in 2018 and has the same amount of politics and predatory lesbian vibes as like a james bond movie from the (laughs) fucking 50s so that's fun she's even like hypno kink woman yeah she's like she's doing the weird like scary thing that james bond would be like no, you can't hypnotize me. Now I'm going to have sex with you. And she's like, damn, I think I'm straight now. <laughs> well, you know, this movie does have kind of like the whole throwback retro futurist 50s aesthetic. So maybe the politics are just like an aesthetic choice. Maybe well, that's true. I keep going like, okay, 
clearly they the the way that they're talking about this nuclear family thing they're trying to set it it's like the first one I didn't think about it being set in the 50s this much but this one I just felt like I was constantly reminding myself like well it is set in the 50s but I feel like the first one was and it didn't feel this way mm-hmm. like and the second one did I think that's I think that's like the thing that I'll say about it is like, yeah, it does feel like a choice to make like, yeah, Bob wouldn't have the most progressive views on like his wife having the like breadwinning winning role, obviously. Having but it's his the wife 50s. have a cool sexy motorcycle. Yeah. But it's like <laughs> again, it's just like the first one didn't feel this way, so it feels like a weird choice to go so over the top with it in the second one and be like, Bob just sucks. That's true. Um. Anyway, do we do we want to get into our rankings? Yeah, let's let's do get it. into our rankings. There is we briefly talked about it. The other bit of queer bait, which is um uh, uh void mm-hmm. who um uh trans her gender all the way. Yeah, yeah, very, 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 very gender going on with that superhero. Yeah, also extreme you know extreme gender going there. Also, like, gives the whole speech about, like, how cool it is to see, like, representation in the world, and... Yeah, yeah how that seeing also... Helen being, like, really cool and cool on her motorcycle really helped her awaken to her powers, and I'm, like, interesting. Yeah, that does feel, like, very deliberately queer-coded to me. Of course she has blue hair and pronouns. Exactly. Damn, it's true. Mm-hmm. Damn, um, it's true. And I did see, I don't remember if this was analysis or whether it was the animators talking about it, um, but they did, like, there There was mentions, I remember when this movie coming out, about how, like, the face shape and, like, the body shape and stuff are definitely coded in a way where it's like, yeah, hmm. there's mm, a mix of masculine and feminine traits here. Um, it, it's typical... Uh, specifically to this movie that has such a uh, extremely stylized women look like circles and men look like squares um, mm-hmm. shaping. Yeah, Void definitely s- has that shape. I do <clears> see <throat> her jawline and, and you know, sort of nod my head knowingly. Yes. Yeah, I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. It. And again, yeah, I don't want to say that it looks like a caricature. I think it does look good. And mm-hmm. I do think it was a heartfelt effort on like you know behalf of like the animators and you know the the story borders the initial character design like it all feels good um it's definitely not like you know they 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 don't come out and say anything because they wouldn't and you know still won't um yeah (laughs) but i do like her to be there it's Mm -hmm. cool yeah she's are you guys ready for the rankings let's do it yeah let's fucking go let's do this no hetero hetero i'm very lukewarm on the no hetero here i'm gonna be honest i'm really feeling like a two yeah it's a pretty heterosexual movie Mm -hmm. again there's no real like they seem like they have a flirty relationship but it doesn't feel like it's two-sided at all yeah it feels like helen is like yeah i'm just talking to you gal to gal and evelyn's like I'm now, an evil lesbian. <laughs> Evelyn's like scissor sister question mark, and and Helen's like grow up. I want to hold hands, haha. Yeah, Evelyn's being like scissor sister, and Helen's like grow up. We all did that in college. Now go get a husband. Exactly. I had a motorcycle once and a mohawk, and then once. I yeah, and then I grew up. Um, no homo. 
Mm-hmm. Evelyn is so evil. Yeah, maybe for like no reason. Or yeah, I don't feel too too strongly about it. So like, I'm maybe leaning more towards three. Yeah, I'm putting it as a three. Yeah, I fucking really the queer bait didn't register so much for me in this movie so much as just like the god awful politics. Yeah, there was a sign blaring outside my door. I had to I had to put in headphones and uh, sit there and be like, so I'm looking past the politics mm-hmm. and I'm looking at the women. Yeah, it was definitely like. It- <laughs> <laughs> it's coded for me specifically. I mean, like, yeah, sometimes you see a hot lady interact with another hot lady and you say, interesting? Again, it just feels so, like, uh, it feels like, a, it, maybe it's just because, like, queer coding for lesbians isn't as common as queer coding for, like, you know, over-the-top flamboyant gay men, but it just felt yes. so pointed and targeted in like a kind of mean way where she's a very cool character like she's awesome and like if you're sitting in the audience as a lesbian you're like hell yeah villain get your shit you go girl Mm -hmm. but it also did feel like damn is that like her whole thing like she's just evil and gay yeah she's just evil because her dad went to a funny phone and got shot yeah exactly Um, yeah but i think a three is good and winton wasn't and Winton was annoying for the rest of his life after that. Um, no Romo. No Romo. Yeah. Helen is far too straight to ever marry this woman. Yeah. yeah. Helen's Evelyn, bisexual, but she gave up her bisexuality for the nuclear family. And which Evelyn is very is straight. Far too evil to ever marry this woman. What? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, what is, like, are we feeling, like, any non-romantic chemistry in this movie? I think they do have good, and, like, even Evelyn is, her line is, we would have been good friends. I do feel Mm -hmm. like if she wasn't, they do feel like they have chemistry, like, to, like, Like get shit done together and be friends with each other. They're trying to sell, like, this was a friendship and they had a connection and it was, like, damn. Yeah, you know, they they do have some, like, Honestly, if we're looking at it, like... This movie does have a lot of sort of mirrors to the first one. And part of that is that it's Helen, it's Helen's turn, you know, it's like mm-hmm. big feminism moment. And I do think that Evelyn is her like mirage counterpart where she's the one who kind of actually convinced Helen to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. And like, there's definitely a like, cause the first one, it was kind of a dropped plot point that um, they had, um, it was kind of a drop plot point that they um, were. I'm so sorry. I lost my train of thought. It was kind of a drop plot point that Mirage and Mr. Incredible were like actually having an affair or that was what Helen thought. Mm-hmm. But the stuff is still there for that to be the plot line. Like she finds a blonde hair on the like jacket and all that. And it does kind of feel like the character of... Um, of Evelyn is there to be sort of Helen's mirage. Mm. So it does feel a little like that. That's the setup there where it may be not romantic in this sense, but she is what like kind of drew her in. She is like seducing her in a way, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. if not in a sexual or romantic way, it's still like the, the seduction of the superhero again, role yeah again kind of like trying just trying in the sense that she's just kind of like trying to separate her from the nuclear family you know yeah yeah i don't know what star rating that makes it though i don't know like 
for me, I'm feeling another low score on this one, honestly. Like, uh, they, they, they have their, like, little moments of girl talk, but I didn't find those, like, super compelling. Like, yeah, they're forming, like, their little friendship, but it's not, like, really the most interesting to me. I'm really just, like, I'm leaning more towards a two. I don't know what you think. No, that's about where I would say, yeah. I mean, definitely was, like, something where I watching it the first time, hoped it would be stronger by the end of the movie, and then fell flat by the end. So I do feel, yeah, it for most of these, a low score is appropriate. And I would say probably a two for No Romo works. It didn't feel like that devastating of a betrayal when, like, when, when she did finally get, you know... When she did finally like reveal her 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 whole villain shit, like it felt more like if you found endeavor. out your coworker was a villain. <laughs> yeah, her name's Evil Endeavor. Also, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I was ever gonna be like in a position to feel like you know even on behalf of Helen like that betrayed by this, but you know. <laughs> yeah, you know sometimes um, sometimes your parents just like have a baby and you're, they're just like yeah this fucker's probably gonna be evil <laughs> <laughs> yeah sometimes your last name is Dever and you have a beautiful baby girl and you say why not name her evil endeavor that sounds great i love the name evil and i love the name lynn so how about we just do both yeah yeah i mean their parents were probably billionaires so you know they got you know yeah, they, 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 knew, they knew what they bullshit. were on they knew what they were mm-hmm. up to Mm-hmm. Anyway, that puts us at a seven, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A perfectly not respectable score. That's exactly. right. <laughs> shame on you. Shame on you. Um. Shame on you, uh, Incredibles too. Yeah, Do fuck better. you, uh, Brad Bird and um, Holly Hunter for coming up in the beginning of the movie and going, you guys are going to be so glad you waited for this. Was she in that? She was in, I, I remember that initially because I was like, oh, that's what she looks like. That was the first time I'd seen her. You, oh. I hadn't seen Succession yet. That's oh. the second thing I've seen her in. That's incredible. Um, I know she's like a person. I just like, like a, you know, wow, was damn. well known before this, but I'm not a movie person. Damn, she is a person. <laughs> I, I do know she's real. Um, All right. What are we up to next week, Devin? What's going on well, with us? Last time I, um, last time I made two suggestions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, one was about gay cowboys and the other was about big robots. And mm-hmm. you guys chose gay cowboys. Mm-hmm. So this time I'm uh, picking big robots for us. Wonderful. Let's go. Um, uh, uh, God, my brain just fucking shut off completely. The show is called Decadence. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I just like my brain fully turned off for a few seconds. Admittedly, not a lot to this one, except you, uh, when we record on Little Women, said we each get our one where we talk about um, asexual characters. Uh-huh. I would like to pivot Kaburagi as an asexual icon. Okay, mm. let's go. This man has never thought about sex his entire life other than it's the other thing people do. Hell yeah. Um, Fair enough. But also he has like a boyfriend that he sends little um, gifts to, like uh, sending him like a sex toy when he's in front of his boss um, to make fun of him. When the boyfriend is clearly like looking for his meat corpse in a freezer and he's like, you get the sex toy tonight. Sorry. 
Hell yeah. Great. Which is probably the only point I'm going to be able to make in that show, but go watch it. It's 12 episodes. Um, I'll give you a list later because, once again, things are kind of spread throughout the episodes and I don't remember and I didn't have a chance to watch it beforehand. Sorry. Hooray. Hooray. It'd be like that. It takes, like, a few hours. Just watch the show. (laughs) This is pretty good. I I recommend watching it. Mm. I would recommend watching it all the way through because you'll have a fun time. Yeah, you will. I you like will. this one. Alright, what are our plugs? Anyways. Plugs. Well, you can find the podcast at we rate queer bait at twitter.com. You can find me at Twitter at uh, Groove and Gassy or Tumblr at Jazz Dumpster. Um, you can find me on another podcast that just came off a hiatus called The Sonic Shuffle. Hell yeah. A random and holistic Sonic lore podcast. We uh, came off hiatus, and the first episode we got was uh, two episodes about how big Eggman's ass is, which is just a great way to return. Great. Fantastic. That's perfect. Had a Jewish caricature in it. It was really great. Mm. I also guested on your Speeding Bullets episode, your three-year anniversary special. That episode is up. It's really fun. Yeah, we all all made little Sonic characters and role-played as them and rolled some dice. (laughs) Hell we yeah. all made Sonic characters and also made some Sonic villains. Exactly. <laughs> and I got to date Starline, which was just delightful. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Finally. Finally it happened. Finally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good for you. All I've ever wanted. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you can find the show at We Rate Queerbait on Tumblr, and you can also find our Hunter Hunter stuff at Go Next Will X Hunting. Um, I am also on Bandcamp at L Sky. Emery, what you got? All right, I'm on a pod, a new podcast, all new, just just out as of this recording, uh, called Check Out This Guy. It's a podcast where we talk about OCs. Uh, so there will probably be a few episodes of that out by the time you're hearing this. We we already got a few in the can, and it's a uh, good good times, good show, I think. Yeah, yeah, on them you can hear them uh, rank all the different cats. Exactly. From the musical cats. Wonderful. That wasn't part of a recording. Spike and I were just watching oh. a RoboCop, and we did that afterwards. <laughs> I'm so sad that I'll never get to hear that on recording. Then, <laughs> no, it's lost I'm so forever. fucking sad. It's, Man, Spike didn't even post the damn list. <laughs> it's lost to time. We'll never know. It's this is why I. Sorry, we're going on another tangent. Sorry, everybody. This is why I had to commit to putting um, our Sonic character tier list together. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I couldn't let that be lost to time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta really, really fucking. You can't let your tier lists become lost media. You gotta archive that shit. <laughs> no, because then when you say a character is um, C tier garbage, people will be like, "What do you mean?" And I'll be like, "Clearly, you didn't see the list." <laughs> we made a list. What are you? Fucking- we made a list. <laughs> When I say a character is A tier because they um, would be least likely to call the cops on me, people need to know. <laughs> That's right. It's peer reviewed. If it's on the tier list, it's been discussed. It's on the fucking list. <laughs> I'm also on an upcoming audio drama. Details should be forthcoming. I'm also on For Affinity, where I'm drawing fin- funny little guys and I'm taking commissions. You can get in touch with me about that on Discord if you know me there. Or. Spacerobotart at gmail.com 
and also our show has a discord go there and say hi and tell us about your favorite queer bait and also remind me to post in the uh, starline channel every once in a while yeah devin never remember to do it fuck i never remember to do it because i have a shit memory that's right it's no longer a daily starline channel it's just if you feel like talking about starline go then there you know, daily could start up at any time. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Never Pending. Too late. Pending daily. Never too late. Never ever too late. <laughs> All right. Would it be, be crazy really... if we went and stopped some crime? Ooh. It'd be really if I flex my um, ability as a vigilante, now sanctioned by the government, to stop some crime. Ooh, yeah. I'm thinking about crime right now, and ooh, I, you know, I know I said the thing earlier in the podcast, but now I just want to stop it. Mm-hmm. I want to like maybe go to like a dollar store or someone see someone like grabbing some soap like some soap off the shelf and just just put them in a chokehold for a while yeah. I think I want to mm-hmm. do that I want to go out and do that right now so we should stop the recording so I can go do that yeah, yeah I think no. that'd be great um, you know, I personally am going to be um, sitting by the phone trying to dial um, uh, some society that doesn't exist anymore to try and stop the crime. Yeah, you know, usually on this podcast, we're, we play these little games where it's like, oh, what if we stop the podcast? Oh, no, let's not stop the podcast. But no, I think we should end the recording right now and and really uphold some justice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it'd be crazy if we did that. It'd be crazy if we actually did that. Ha ha. Ha ha. Bye. Unless. 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 Bye, Good everyone. Good night, everyone. Good night.